Hello, hello. And hello, hello, hello. Hello. hello, Mark. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm really, really well. Thank you, Al. Uh, I've been, as you can probably tell, enjoying the sunshine and uh, the uh, more uh, um, clement weather at the last uh, few days over the weekend and things. So, um, yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. Because we're looking like a little bit of a before and after when it comes to the sunshine exposure. But there we are. <laughs> As always, we're on to our seventh show, Mark. I can't believe we've reached it this far, to be honest. What a pleasant surprise it's been. And um, certainly, based on the number of um, fresh inquiries we keep getting, hopefully we'll be continuing for many more months to come. But we might come back to that, particularly as we've got a special edition coming up next month. Um, so how's this week been for you? Anything exciting to report? Um, yeah, I had a fantastic session today with the student digital leaders at uh, the British School of Barcelona. It's interesting, actually, because we're talking about uh, next month's show. Uh, those students will be one of the um, uh, showcases uh, on the show next month. Uh, but linking things back to the check it out show from previous guests, uh, two things have happened this week, which I think is really great in many ways. So two former guests, uh, ARC uh, Maths from Arc Education and DigiSocial uh, have linked up uh, post-event and so I've recorded two podcasts for Net Support Radio with both Arc and with DigiSocial um, and uh, just through a happenstance or a conversation I was having today with a head teacher at a primary school in Dubai uh, from talking with Rachel Dunsmore she said you're looking for schools to sort of have a go and trial and and learn more about the product and things and so I was, it was really lovely just out of a happenstance conversation with a head teacher at his school I uh, was able to link uh, Rachel and Rachel, they're both Rachels, uh, up together. Um, and so that's going to be uh, running and being trialled in her school as well. So a great sort of follow-up success story from uh, two companies that have uh, have uh, engaged in the Check It Out show. And, and long may those sort of uh, things continue. It's, it's great to better sort of support beyond just the uh, bit of promotion and sharing on the show, I think, Al. Absolutely. And I have a confession to make. Um, Arc Maths might be currently being trialled at one of our multi-academy trusts as well. But that's just another little bit on the side of it. But no, it's it's um, it's always an interesting week. We had a, a, a really nice um, podcast we recorded last week with um, SecEd magazine. Yeah. That was discussing some of the latest safeguarding topics um, and seemed very timely given the, uh, the, the increase in focus, particularly on online sexual harassment and other activities. Uh, and yeah. that was a really good Thing. And, and I love doing those podcasts because I always feel at the end of it, I walk away learning as much as I've given and shared as well. Um, and that was, that was, but it was certainly very timely. So I would certainly encourage any of you listeners to check out on the uh, SecEd website. Um, as well as that, I had um, a County SEND board on Monday morning, which um, seems a bit of a, a leap from the Check It Out show, but again, was quite interesting because not only was it highlighting some of the challenges, and we can we know there's the growing pressures on some of our SEND children as a result of COVID, but also seeing how schools have adapted and some of the technology they've used to mitigate some of the, some of the gaps and to provide mm. that kind of support. Um, so you know, as we always find with edtech, things are interwoven into almost every every strand of education life when we're talking about uh, different topics. Um, that aside, anything you want to highlight in terms of what we've got coming up in tonight's show anything stand out for you um well actually i'm really really interested to hear from our first guest uh, somebody i do an awful lot of work with but i don't want to sort of jump into that straight away uh, i'm really looking forward to hearing from this guy called al kingsley later on today about this this thing um what's it called um dna is it net support dna 
Um, so really looking forward to giving to flipping it back on yourself a bit, Al, later on uh, to find I out. I don't think that. anybody wants to be hearing about my DNA, but we might better spin it to a technology focus for the for the purposes of this evening. I mean, the, the yeah, simple yeah. thing is, from my point of view, Mark, is we've got an, another really, really good and diverse lineup, haven't we, of, of solutions and services. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm really looking forward to hearing from Oli Vallow and the team from Education Alliance Finland, someone that I've worked with before. When they, were, they were known as Cocoa Standard back then, but it's great seeing the work they've been doing. Uh, and um, you know me, I'm, I'm definitely a pedagogy first kind of person when it comes to thinking around teaching and learning with technology. So uh, great to have them on. I'm really looking forward to meeting Josh as well from Halo AR. Um, they've got a whole lovely suite of AR products and uh, what the one uh, in particular, which is just a great tool for turning any sort of surface into an AR trigger that you can then use for all sorts of sort of um, engaging and, and uh, um, um, sort of immersive, uh, but all linked around teaching and learning. Yeah, uh, it's really great. good resources, really good resources. Yeah. In <laughs> really great stuff there. So looking forward to hearing from Josh. But all of our guests this evening, you know, I've, I've got great things. And what, what we always see in every single show, which is just brilliant, is the passion and, and the, the drive to have an impact in education um, with the, the children in all of our schools and supporting teachers as well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's difficult to single any sort of few out, really, because it's just you know it's such a, a huge array of brilliant uh, um, solutions and, and not just on tonight's show all the previous shows if you haven't checked out the check it out show before please do go to uh, our youtube channel if you're watching on youtube now please hit the subscribe button down here uh, and uh, have a good look at the playlist and you can see all the previous episodes we've had more than 100 different guests on the show so far which again is i think it's an amazing testament to uh, what we, we've sort of pulled together here al and uh, if you're watching this evening uh, please do make use of the live chat we love to hear uh, thanks josh josh chan from halo ar is just uh pops into the chat thank you josh please do say hello it's nice to know that we're not just talking to ourselves and our guests uh, and if you do have any questions or comments about the, the solutions that are being uh, shared uh, then again please do pop those into the live chat we'd love to hear from you uh, this evening and can i just throw into the mix as well I'm, I'm very aware that month after month we get an awful lot of our viewers are post show so not everybody's watching this live i wish mm. you all were but obviously i'm more than happy no matter what time of day you choose to um check out the check it out show um but obviously the reason we do this is to give a voice to all these great new edtech solutions startup services and so on that's out there so the one thing you know i'm always really keen to foster and encourage is if you watch the show and you see products that are of interest please do obviously check them out and get involved but if you see products that you think might be interesting to peers or colleagues please do take a few minutes out to share them ideally on social media so that they get a broader voice and our collective efforts are what amplifies and gives all of these new vendors and solutions a chance to get the broadest possible audience. So that's just a, a personal request to anybody who's watching the show tonight. Please do take a minute out to, to share the stuff that you think is most innovative or intriguing or something that your peers might be interested in. Yeah, no, absolutely. And what I love is as well, we've got a, a truly global audience. I mean, I know Josh is joining us from the US and uh, he's just saying now, look, uh, looking forward to sharing more about Light Up's Halo AR later on today. But uh, we've got Neil Staten uh, joining us, Heartland International School, and he's actually going to be bringing his students onto the uh, show uh, next month. Uh, sharing about things they've been doing at the school as well. But it's great to see that Tori is joining us uh, live to uh, sort of check out what we're doing before she comes on and joins us later as well. 
truly global audience uh, from around the world. So wherever you are in the world, whatever time of day it is, if you're watching us now, live or after, please do uh, let us know the things that resonate, uh, the things that you find interesting. Um, it's lovely to know, you know if it, what sort of impact we're having from what we're doing here. It makes it because not, not that we need much uh, <laughs> adrenaline or uh, impetus to do these things, uh, but um, it is just lovely to to know where, how far we've gone and and, uh, and the things that are really helpful and interesting and innovative and, and supportive for what you're doing in your school. So please do reach out and. Uh, as I always say in my inset training, and I don't ever do drive-by sessions. Uh, so please, you know, just because we're here right now, reach out, uh, tweet me at ICT Evangelist and Al at Al Kingsley underscore edu. And uh, we're very happy to continue the conversation and talk about things, EdTech and teaching and learning, because we're always really up for that. Absolutely. And Mr. Anderson, you will be shocked to hear because we have form. We are already running slightly late on our original schedule because we like <laughs> to have a good chat and chew the fat. So would you like to introduce our first guest to tonight's show? Yeah, absolutely. So it gives me great pleasure to welcome my very first guest today. Uh, it is Her Royal Highness, no, uh, the one and only uh, Bookie Youssef. Welcome to the Check It Out show, Bookie. How are you this evening? I am good, Mark. Thank you. And hi, Al, as well. Thank you for hi, having Bucky. me on the show. It's really exciting. It is awesome. I always say it's awesome. It's great. I use it as informal CPD just to find out about new products and things like that. So, yeah, excited to be here um, and equally exciting to watch the rest of the show later on as well. Well, I always think your headphones are awesome. So it's kind <laughs> of a win-win. <laughs> I was uh, waiting what, you <laughs> what you don't know, Al, is I promised faithfully before we went live I would not mention Bookie Ted. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Never For everybody listening at the moment, could you just forget what I just asked and we'll move on quickly? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, people won't uh, probably you may know this but uh, you might not bookie is somebody that i run a weekly show with on thursday evenings along with uh Zena Zenos, uh and uh on, on that show uk stories we talk about all sorts of things but bookie um alongside that is not doing that this evening she's here to talk about what uh, she does in her own part-time business um but just to give uh, a bit of background about bookie she's a senior leader she's got many years of experience uh, in education she helps run slt chat uh, she's uh, co-chair of the uh, dfe's edtech strategy group alongside uh, caroline wright uh, director general of visa um she's a co-founder of women ed she's yeah, you know, she's a leadership matter. I mean, I could be here all night and use up all of Bookie's time just actually telling you all about her CV. But um, as you can probably tell, um, she's very well respected in the education space and does amazing work um, and uh, is very well respected by all that she sort of knows and works with and touches. So it's, it's been a great pleasure to welcome you to the show to talk about your other work <laughs> this evening. Bookie, welcome. Thank you, Mark. And just to clarify, I'm not a co-founder of Women Ed. Sorry, ladies. Sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm one of the ones that actually joined Women Ed first, but I'm not a co-founder. So just to clarify okay. in case that gets there. All right. Thank you so much. So um, thank you for the warm introduction. Uh, so just to clarify, I do work on a part-time basis in a school, a special school as a senior leader. I'm also an educational consultant and a qualified coach. And my business of be used to teach, lead, coach TLC has three particular aspects um, looking at supporting staff with um, developing effective teaching and learning effective implementation of ed tech and also developing educators through coaching and that's what I'm going to be spending a few moments addressing today 
So any educator, so it could be a teacher, it could be someone with a TLR responsibility, teaching leadership or teaching learning responsibility. It could be a middle leader or senior leader that is actually looking to develop themselves. Maybe they um, want to increase their levels of confidence or maybe gain some clarity through um, the role that they actually do, particularly if it's got a responsibility, a leadership responsibility, and not quite sure about it because it's the first time they're doing it, then I can actually support them through coaching. Um, I provide coaching on a one-to-one basis. And just to clarify about coaching, it's a safe and trusted space where what I will actually do is pose questions um, that for any issues that are actually brought to the session. Um, and I help the client actually make decisions and actually choose about which particular options they're going to move forward with. It is completely different to mentoring, which in which basically you're just receiving guidance and advice and in essence being told to do. But what I found, um, however, uh, is that many clients, they actually request for a little bit of in- mentoring. Um, and this is actually agreed during the contracting um, stage where we're actually just setting up what the sessions will actually be like and how long it actually will be running for. All of my coaching sessions are confidential and that even applies if the coaching session is actually being organised by a school or a teaching alliance. Um, They generally, the coaching sessions generally last for about an hour and the length of time and frequency depends on the client. So it's it's quite open and I'm quite amenable to what they actually um, want to undertake. Mm. That said, I've also run micro coaching for 15 minutes. Now, there was one particular um, teaching um, teaching school who um, used my services just before the lockdown, so March 2020. And I had the whole day booked out in which I was meeting lots of different educators for 15 minutes ago. And it's incredible. It's like it's like coaching on speed. <laughs> it's really intense, but very transformative as well. Um, because I used my services before lockdown, when we had the very first lockdown and everything went virtually, they contracted my services again and I did exactly the same thing. So in that regard, I offer coaching on a face-to-face basis. I've undertaken coaching on a telephone. I even do coaching virtually. So it could be video meetings and things like that. Clients have actually described my coaching in various ways. And I will just read some quotes. They've described it um, as me using uh, uh, being thoughtful, um, using tactful questioning techniques. They also say that the coaching session, it, it comes through that I'm authentic, focused, and I provide bespoke coaching. So no matter who you are, what your needs are, I make sure that the coaching is tailored to actually meet your needs. And I have a natural manner of equipping people to be the very best they can actually be. So if there are any educators who um, are maybe uh, their confidence levels are not where they want it to be or they're experiencing imposter syndrome or they may actually be thinking about progressing on to the next stage of their career, then I can actually provide um, them support through the coaching services that I offer. Brilliant. Thank you, Bucky. Well, you, you've hugely answered the first question, which I didn't even actually ask you, but you did have them beforehand. So uh, it's good that you sort of made some headway there. The first question, obviously, was um, uh, please tell us about what you do. Oh, right. Our second usual question, though, is what makes your service different uh, from from others who provide a sort of service? So have you got them to address that question, please? What makes mine so different is the fact that I'm trying to get yeah, a good question. What makes it different is the fact that I am flexible. I've been doing virtual coaching I, way before the, the lockdown actually started. Mm. Um, and I, I, I tailor every coaching session. So it's, every coaching session is slightly unique because it depends on the, the person 
their needs and what they actually want to focus on as well. So, um, and what makes it also slightly unusual is the fact that I bring humour into it. And it's not to say that the situation is funny. It's just to make sure that there's rapport and that people feel comfortable to address whatever needs to be addressed. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Bookie. The final question in the last 23 seconds, uh, we don't have very long, um, but you kind of answered this already. As, as how do you best support or serve your audience? Uh, but I guess you kind of you, you explained that. touched on that, there. yes, yes, in various ways. So it's looking at development. If there are any particular aspects that you want to develop within your role, then I, my coaching services can provide that support. Brilliant stuff, Bookie. So if you want to find out more about this, um, have you got a website people can visit? Or, well, yes, uh, it, it is a word. Yeah, a WordPress website, um, Teach Lead Coach. And, and if you look on my About page, you can actually find details of actually how to reach me. My Twitter handle is on the screen at Rondell10 underscore B. And you can find me on LinkedIn, Bookie Youssef, and you can just send me a direct message if you want to get in touch. And a big thumbs up from, from Al, because Bucky, you've always been very, very supportive and always sharing words of wisdom. So I would oh, thoroughly recommend anybody to um, get in contact with you. Thank you so much, Al. Brilliant stuff. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Bucky. Take care. Thank you, Mark. Okay, take care. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Great start to present. A very trusted source and someone that we both, I know, would recommend as um, someone for schools to engage with and support. Yep, wholeheartedly. Shall we move on to number two in the evening, Mark? Yeah, who's up next um, We're moving along. So I'm going to um, introduce our next one. I have to say, a bit of geek in me, I'm quite looking forward to this one here. Uh, It's a solution that I've seen evolve in recent times. So um, without further ado, uh, we'll introduce Al Metcalf to the uh, to the stage with uh, Deliver Computing 360. Mr. Metcalf, another Al, which means that already you are a premium quality guest. <laughs> <laughs> Snap on the name before we start. Yeah, that's great. Exactly. Um, good to it's see really you. good to be here. So uh, thank you for inviting me. You are more than welcome. So Deliver Computing 360, in a nutshell, Al, what is your solution? Well, I'm a manager and developer for Deliver Computing 360, and it's an online interactive platform for computer-related studies. So the system has been in development for over four years. And our premise, we cover key stage three, key stage four, computing, computer science, IT, creative eye media, and we work on our three T's, which are teach, task, and test. So we teach the topic using real software, such as Microsoft, Adobe, Serif, and we have our own inbuilt software that works on Chromebooks as well for schools to use. And then we do practical tasks. So they use their skills in order to create something, which again is automatically marked. And then finally, we test their theory knowledge to make sure they've got a full understanding. And we back this up with over 400 tickers you teach lesson plans, schemes of work, full mapping to the national curriculum is included. And Deliver Computing 360 comes with uh, the complete uh, platforms it works on, as well as PCs and Macs, Chromebooks, mobile devices, even games consoles and selected smart TVs. Fantastic. So it's pretty much everything you need to be teaching your curriculum across the, the computing spread. It is so, a complete package, yeah. Yeah. Now, 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 given the breadth of it, Al, what would you say makes your solution different from, from other solutions available? 
I, ideally, our site is written by teachers who are currently working in school and it's continually developed. So we use our co-production beta testing schools because we have special licenses and they feed information into us and to ensure that their workloads reduced and uh, that there's more enthusiasm and take up for the subjects. So our site has schools in mind. For example, we do things bespoke like uh, rag rating, uh, identifying outstanding work, uh, keeping all the versions of the work for five years. So you can always go back and see what they've done and um, make online uh, our online marking systems state of the art. So you, you never lose the work again. It's all there, all tracked. Uh, you can monitor their work in real time progress and it generates a progress grade every single lesson so you can see what's happening. Um, other things, you can create intervention lists and track students. Parents evenings an absolute breeze. It just creates a list of those that are attending and shows you all their work and marks and everything on one screen instantly. And uh, department meetings are great as well because uh, it updates all the graphs continually so you've got up-to-date information to talk about fantastic um, and how would you say it best serves and supports you know teachers and, and students on those courses Al? well um we listen to our schools and like i said continually develop to meet each school's requirements so we're proud to say that every single idea that our beta schools have come up with we've managed to implement in some way and our schools are saying that grades have increased across the last four years by up to three grades and teachers are reporting a whopping 67 percent time saving in marking and lesson planning some of them are saying they're getting their lives back and stuff like that. it's just absolutely uh, we're just astounded as to how well it's worked but it's been a lot of effort feedback from students they really love it because it's interactive and they're able to take ownership of their work and they can work at their own speed and management love it because it demonstrates independent learning it shows progress every lesson it provides evidence across the whole five years of learning um, and it just it, it's just built to to work with schools Brilliant. Thank you, Al. And I know that you've got a few little, um, I'm conscious we've got a minute, so we might as well squeeze out a few another few extra little teases from, from it. You've got quite a few inbuilt tools you mentioned, like your own graphics designer and so on. And I suppose that's one of the unique aspects when you're teaching computing is the need to evidence on, on other solutions. A, a, so lot of schools, a lot of schools that are paid for graphics software, such as Photoshop, Serif, Affinity, that, and we support all those and we've got instruction guides and it teaches them how to use those. Um, but uh, they don't work uh, brilliantly on Chromebooks and uh, a lot of schools are going down that route. So we decided to have our own inbuilt solutions. And at the moment, we've got um, an inbuilt graphics package, which uh, is fully uh, works for the OCR Creative Eye Media and other graphics units and photo editing units. And we've also uh, got a word processing software that's built in and we're currently working on animation <coughs> software. Fantastic. Now, I've got a little confession to my... Ahead, so go on, Al. I, I was well, just jump in for a second. I, I, I was a head of computing for many years, and, and I know how hard it is for schools. I mean, there's a huge shortage of computing teachers as well. So when you're looking to try and make sure you've got a strong and robust curriculum for um, computing within your school, which obviously you need to have as a core subject, um, you know, what, what a fantastic solution you come up with here, Al. I mean, it just sounds like every school would want to try and learn more about and, and, and tie into the product. Thank you. I think I think our biggest thing is that there's no photocopying. You don't have handouts going out of date and you're not wasting, um, you know, 
paper in the environment and stuff like that because we just update the content as the exam boards bring it out absolutely mm -hmm. well you know as i was going to say i i um have have actually had a look at the solution a number of times and i think it's a, a cracking product um, so anybody who's who's looking for, for solutions i would definitely encourage it now if somebody does want to check it out al where would they head to website well, you, can, you can go to delivercomputing360.com and if you just fill out uh the little form there and uh, we'll get in touch with you we can give you a free demo so that you can um have a play around with it at your school and show it off to the rest of your members of staff um and we'll even give you a tutorial um and guide you around it to show how best to use it fantastic well, thank you for coming on the show. Brilliant solution. And um, yeah, absolutely. Check it out, folks. Thank you very much. Yeah, brilliant. So thank you very much indeed, Al. Thank you. So I, I'm busy, actually, Al. You might be able to tell. I mean, I, I was really blown away by that. I mean, it's, it's, again, you talk about filling a need. There's such a huge need for high-quality computing uh, um, teachers and resources. Uh, and so that's, that's an absolutely brilliant uh, product. Uh, thank you so much again to Al for coming on and joining us this evening to share about this. But I am literally tweeting about it right now uh, because oh, yeah. I thought it was absolutely brilliant, yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't do that for absolutely everybody. That's really, really, really compelling. That brilliant stuff. Thank you so much, Al. Right, you, Al. We're, we're <laughs> on to I, I can keep taking the credit for all the other Al's work now, can't I? That's fantastic. <laughs> um, let's move on to our next guest this evening, which is the Education Alliance of Finland. And I believe we've got Ollie and Sailor with us this evening. Brilliant stuff. Hello, Hello. 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 Hi, Hi, Al. Hi, Mark. Hi, Hi Greetings from Finland. You sounded like you were going to give us the results on Eurovision then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not, not yet, but I, but my my prediction is that Finland is going to win this year. Ah, okay. <laughs> you once heard again, it here we first. have a heavy metal band representing the country. Fantastic. Well, we'll we will um, we will take notes. Of, head off to the bookies after this with that top tip. So, listen, welcome to the show. Great to see you both. Um, shall we kick things off? Would you like to give us a summary about um, Education Alliance Finland, what, it's, what you folks do? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, first of all, really, really nice to be here. Well, in, this is a very cool show. Uh, first time I was watching this just to take a look at how, how, how it works before. We, we were about to visit the show. Uh, what Education Alliance Finland does is, uh, well, we are a group of teachers based here in Helsinki, Finland, and we are evaluating the quality of learning solutions. Uh, the reason why we do that is that the founders of EAF, uh, we used to work as, as teachers and then as developers of education technology solutions. And, well, when working as, a, as teachers, we, we had noticed that the sort of problem that every teacher faces every now and then that... There are so many solutions out there that sometimes it's really challenging and difficult to understand that what might be the right solution for me and uh, what might be the solution that would would really benefit my my students and and what what are those solutions that I should not be using so what is good what is bad that that is a question uh, in in teachers' mind every every now and then and then uh, when working as a developer of edtech solution uh, we we noticed that. Uh, coming from a company developing uh, an innovative learning solution that provides a different way for learning than maybe maybe traditionally schools are used to. Uh, schools were 
looking at uh, finding evidence of what are the actual benefits of your innovative learning solution, which is sometimes it, it felt a bit unfair that uh, when you have developed an interactive solution, people are asking for evidence of its efficacy that they would probably never ask from an educational publisher providing a textbook. Um, but this is, this was the, the, the challenges that we had figured out. And we came up with an idea that uh, maybe there's a way to, to compare these learning solutions against learning science principles. And those solutions that are targeted for school use, uh, those solutions, they need to align with school curriculum as well. So we, so we started developing a methodology uh, for mapping the solution against learning science principles, mapping the solution against curriculum, and that way evaluating the pedagogical quality of the solution. And naturally, we have worked with researchers from the University of Helsinki developing the methodology that is based on educational psychology. And up to date, we have evaluated far over 300 solutions with the methodology. We have worked with national agencies for education. We have worked with ministries of education in different countries, in Austria and Switzerland as well. And uh, well, we evaluate solutions coming from all different parts of the world. And we have just recently evaluated Classroom Cloud as, as well. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, abs absolutely. And uh, it was really interesting reading the report as well. What's been fantastic, Ollie, has been seeing the journey uh, from where you were with Kokoa Standard when we met back in 2018, I think it was, uh, to, to where you are now with everything. Um, and I, I'm a big fan, and I mean, I was a big fan back then, but I'm, I'm an even bigger fan now. Uh, but um, for those who don't know, what makes your solution different from anybody else's solution? Well, I, I suppose uh, we... we... Normally, we can we can compare our the the service that we are able to provide and the value that we are able to provide uh, with uh, customer feedback that companies collect, or or then uh, conducting long term efficacy studies with the universities or with academics. The difference with our service is that uh, it's an it's an independent uh, evaluation, standalone evaluation. So we can we can get it much faster turnover compared to efficacy studies. It's much more affordable as well. And and then again, there are so many different variables when it comes to what consists uh, a, a positive learning experience. Uh, it's with efficacy studies, it can be difficult to sort of um, measure the, the effect of all those different variables like teachers' competency and is the Wi-Fi working, are the devices working? So with our standalone evaluation, it's it's an evaluation focusing on the on the solution only and its design and its pedagogical quality. And it's done by teachers. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that response there, Ollie. Um, and the final question then for you this evening, if that's all right, just to fill in that one. Um, how does it best support and serve your audience? I mean, your audience, I guess, is your clients. It was interesting you mentioned the uh, sort of feedback you give there. What sort of feedback do you sort of give? I mean, obviously, sometimes you have to sort of deliver some bad news, I guess, or some sort of um, development points. Is, is that something that um, is, is part of what you do? Uh, maybe I can take that. Yeah. So yeah, sure. um, naturally, these development points, they are always part of the report. So how we do it is that, that uh, we try to justify our findings as best as possible. So we, if our teachers are saying, because each report is a combination of three teachers' opinions, uh, and e each of them always have something positive and something negative to say. So we can say that this is not the, an opinion of a single person. It's based on our parameters, 
and the development points tend to be as concrete as possible. So we list what things you have to fix according to our, our opinion. So that way uh, we don't want to make you feel bad. We just want to tell that there's always room for the development. I can, I can share from first hand. I, I think it's a really constructive process because the, the two bits of value are one validating the things you think you do well, you do do well. But the second part of the process is that bit which every every vendor should want to do, which is looking for those areas of development, getting that independent that, that feedback from, from other teachers and from the team as to areas where we could take it another layer further. And I think if you're in the business of long-term solutions, why wouldn't you want to know that or get those ideas to take forward? And I think the team, it's, it's incredibly professional process and um, certainly something that we got some great ideas and, and, and you know, some positives from the process ourselves. So definitely a big th thumbs up from us. Thanks, Al. That's Brilliant. great so, so if you want to find out more about you and what you do, where, where can they um, head to, please? Where can they go and find out more about the work you do? Well, on our, on our website, the educationalliancefinland.com, uh, you can reach out to us uh, via, the, via the website, or you can also connect with us on, on LinkedIn. We're quite active active there, quite active on, on Twitter as well. But you find Education Alliance Finland on LinkedIn and, and me and Sala's personal uh, LinkedIn profiles. Feel free to get in touch. Fantastic. Brilliant. Thank you, folks, well, thank you and keep much. up the work. Yes, thanks. Thanks, thanks for having us. Cheers. Thank you both. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Great stuff indeed, Mr. Kingsley. And, if any uh, of my friends or family are, are watching at the moment, can you get a bet on me for the Eurovision finals this evening? The, the rate, the odds might be in our favour if we do it early, <laughs> just to get that one in there. They're a really good team, that they've, and I was really, really impressed with the whole process and the, and the mm. professionalism they do for it. So I would thoroughly recommend it to any vendors looking to um, to validate what you think, but also to get good ideas for further development. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, it is that sort of 360 kind of view, isn't it? It's, it's nice to have that validation, um, but also, and they are truly independent, aren't they? You know, it's not that they're just saying it just to, whatever, you know, just to try and take the money and all the rest of it. Uh, and, and what's also lovely is that the process is really, really transparent as well. So um, it's not just that they share with you in the report you get afterwards what their processes are. It's available for you to see, you know, the, the whole way through. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, big thumbs up from me as well. Excellent. Who's up next then, Mark? Uh, we've got Pete Reed joining us from Persona Life Skills. So welcome to the Check It Out show. Pete, how are you doing? Thank you, Mark. I'm fine. How are you? Hi, Al. Great to see you. Yeah, really, you. really good here. Um, you're here from Persona Life Skills. Um, jumping straight into the questions, if that's all right, please, Pete. Uh, what is your solution? Uh, well, our solution is an online learning platform called Persona Life Skills. Um, that's designed for secondary schools and colleges. So we've developed this web app in response to the teenager well-being crisis, uh, which only seems to be getting worse. Um, it helps teenagers to boost their well-being by developing social emotional life skills, hence the name. And we're using an edtech approach to reach as many students as we can, hopefully in the millions eventually. Uh, the curriculum teaches 22 essential life skills across six skill sets. Uh, so that's being realistic, communication skills, open-mindedness, problem-solving, resilience, and self-control. And it does this with a unique personality insights thinking framework, which is rooted in behavioral science and developed specifically for young people. It helps them firstly to get to know themselves, how and why they think, communicate and behave in certain ways in different situations. 
Secondly, to understand other people better. And finally, to use that knowledge and insight to build social emotional life skills in a series of life challenge modules. The platform helps them to learn how to adapt their thinking, communication and behavior in order to achieve more positive outcomes in the life challenges which they all face. From managing homework to building successful friendships, getting on with their teachers and even aspects of healthy relationships like self-love and dating. Even before the pandemic, a school dash survey of 45,000 students in the UK found that well-being among 16 year olds was over 20 percent lower than among eight year olds on average. And COVID has made that even worse. And well-being is now at the top of the agenda for most schools, um, according to, to some recent research by Young Minds. Mm. Um, and uh, schools can try out the platform with any number of students that they want to. Um, for six weeks in a free trial before deciding whether they'd like to subscribe. Um, and if they do want to subscribe, it's quite affordable, five to 15 pounds per student per year, depending on how many students uh, they want to have using it. It's really good to to, um, to hear, Pete. And um, I would certainly uh, resonate wearing my um, my mat rolls that um, absolutely the, the number one priority for most of us has been to focus on well-being, both students and staff. Um, in recent weeks and months uh, and that's been far more important as a building block before we start thinking of anything else academically shall we say mm. you already mentioned in your summary there a few of the kind of unique aspects but could you build on that a bit about what makes your solution different from your point of view sure yeah absolutely i mean very simply there's nothing else like it out there at the moment um so we um address well-being and sel in a, in a completely new and personalized way um, first of all, it's the, the only social emotional online learning platform that's based on personality insights. Um, and the reason for that is most personality insights approaches are actually designed for adults in the workplace. So they're not suitable for teenagers. Teenagers' personalities can be very dynamic, changing a lot in just a few years. And they can also um, differ dramatically depending on whether the, the teenager is in a learning environment in school or in a social situation or in a work context, as I'm sure you know, anyone who's got kids will know. Um, so we've designed our framework specifically to be social, practical and memorable. So it's easily internalized by students and the persona language quickly becomes part of the student lexicon. Um, one of the head teachers at a school that we work with, Ansford Academy in Somerset, recently said, and I quote, just having a shared language we use when we talk about ourselves is a huge step in the right direction. Um, so we think that we're onto something that's, that's really useful and, and practical for schools and students. Um, and secondly, um, I guess what makes us quite different is we present our curriculum in uh, an engaging learning metaphor of exploring islands representing different life challenges. And each one of those addresses uh, specific life skills. So, for example, our preparing for exams module deals with goal setting, time management and perseverance. Um, so there's a sort of um, um, motivating and, and slightly gamified approach to the, the learning experience in there for the students as well. Uh, fantastic. And it's lovely to hear about actually a sort of real life case study from a school not too far from my manor, so to speak, uh, where I am in Somerset as well. So fantastic to hear that as well. The final question, uh, usually, Pete, is um, uh, one which you've kind of responded to uh, in your response about how does it best support or serve your audience. But do you have any other examples yeah. of how Persona can particularly be useful for uh, the students that use it? Absolutely. Yeah. So we're, I mean, we're focused quite um, firmly on, on uh, 13 to 19 year olds at the moment. That's the audience we're looking at. Um, so for them, really improving their well-being, um, it's not just about having getting greater life satisfaction, but also 
um, has been shown to improve their academic attainment, as you, as you alluded to earlier. So um, there are studies like one from Public Health England, which found schools with good SEL programs actually achieve 11% higher GCSE results on average. And it also leads to improvements in employability, less job hopping, things like that. Mm. So that's on the student side. On the school side, um, we're essentially a ready-made resource that's very easy to get started with and actually saves teachers time. So it's often delivered by uh, through the PSHE uh, program, and most PSHE teachers are not specialists. So the easier we can make it for them to deliver, the better, really. And um, there's no marking. They don't have to um, spend a lot of time preparing for lessons. It's all built in into the app. Um, and finally, there's uh, we've built in dashboards as well, which allow both teachers and school leaders to measure activity, engagement, learning progress, um, not only for individual students or classes but also for an entire year group, the whole school, or even an entire mat if they've got uh, several schools in a group there. And those are, um, are mapped against benchmarks like uh, Ofsted and ISI, um, IB Learner Profile via Character, Skills Builder, AS Tracking, and, and a few others. So whatever sort of metrics a school's using to track SEL, we can help. No, that sounds fantastic. As a, as a former teacher myself, you know, I, I know some of the topics you're asked to teach and deliver through the PSHE curriculum uh, can be a little bit, um, not so much embarrassing, but um, it certainly pr provides some interesting conversations with, when you've got a class of 30 year nines on a Wednesday afternoon on your weekly PSHE session. Uh, so it's lovely to hear about a resource which uh, so, sort of supports and helps in that sort of way as well. Fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks. That's all right. No, my, my our pleasure. Uh, so if you want to find out more about uh, Persona, where can they go to find out more and uh, yep. get in touch, please, Pete? The easiest place is our website, which is persona-life.com. Uh, and in there, there's a, a contact form where you can request to uh, for a free demo or for a, a free a six-week free trial, as I mentioned. Brilliant. Thank you, Pete. Great solution. You're welcome. Thanks for the opportunity. Yes. Our pleasure. Thank you very much indeed, Pete. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. We're off on a, a bit of a roll this evening. We've got had some great solutions already. And um, oh, no, I'm, conscious, no. I'm conscious of time, so I'm going to keep us rocking and rolling. Yeah. Uh, Next up then we have... We have Kadri from Clanbeat. Hi, everybody. Welcome, Kadri. Hi, Hi there. Hi. Welcome to the show. How Happy are you? Very good. Happy to see you. And, and you as well. Um, so tell us, straight to the first question, tell us about Clambeat. I'm happy to represent also the Wellbeing Army uh, uh, supporting schools and uh, Clambeat is actually supporting uh, student autonomy and well-being in the schools. So we truly believe that student autonomy and well-being are really highly related in a way that if students are not able to design their learning and life, then they're going to be having as an aftermath for well-being. So we have taken this as a combined uh, approach and have worked out with uh, education psychology scientists uh, the solution. It's actually a mobile app which you can use uh, and uh, and this is actually uh, on the web-based and, uh, and mobile as well. And how we actually uh, help schools is that we have three big pillars in the product. First of them is as I mentioned, well-being. Uh, we are monitoring students' well-being through Pulse service. Uh, we are helping them to uh, track uh, how they're sleeping, how are their social interactions, uh, and uh, also um, how do they feel towards upcoming day and all these basic needs. And then we have a built-in reflection possibility for them to reflect on what's been happening on their days uh, and also reflect on the tasks which that 
they are having on the schools and also recognize the emotions and we are using cell techniques uh, to support that. And uh, based on this data, we are able to say that, for example, 33% of students are having uh, troubles with sleeping, according to our statistics. Uh, and 27% of them are waking up in the morning and thinking about that this day is going to be pointless. There is no point of me to even waking up or keep going into school. And we are visualizing this data to the students themselves, which is actually really, really important for them to build this self-awareness and self-management skills, but also to the schools and the counselors and, and teachers to support them. Second big part is planning. We have productivity planner for kids, where we actually help them to uh, understand how they are feeling towards those tasks on their table, how hard those things are for them, and reflect on those uh, things on their table, and also design their days in a way that there wouldn't be uh, too much pressure on one day and uh, and uh, nothing to do on the next one. So there would be balance in their lives, and they would be able to notice themselves more. And the three pi uh, third big pillar is socializing. Uh, we are helping them to form project groups, uh, uh, to recognize each other's uh, uh, life goals, bucket list ideas, interests, and to really combine these uh, uh, groups of uh, um, my people uh, with whom you can actually create the change in your own life and in your uh, bigger society and world as well. And, uh, and we are used in uh, class level in a way that a homeroom teacher or a, or, or a grade level teacher is uh, taking responsibility over one class and, and giving it to their whole class. And um, usually the uh, routines are over weekly where they're reflecting how their week has been and having the well-being monitoring in uh, daily and to really gather the statistics to teachers. And they are going to be having their own personal dashboard and seeing red and green flags about how to really personalize support each of the child so no child would get unnoticed and helping uh, along with personalized learning as well to support uh, each child. And, uh, and we are free for each individual classroom to use us. Uh, so feel free to go to glanbeat.com and uh, download the app immediately and start testing it out. Uh, and uh, and good news also for those schools who are having uh, Google Classroom. So we have integration with Google Classroom. So any tasks set on Google Classroom uh, can be pulled into Clanbeat uh, Productivity Planner for Kids and they can uh, mark their emotions, how hard those things are, uh, plan those things according to how it fits their life uh, and reflect on them and, and uh, collect those things into this mini e-diary uh, about as a uh, portfolio of uh, how those things are affecting them, what are in their lives. And we are reflecting the data back to students themselves, helping them with self-management skills and really understanding themselves and giving them the techniques of how to help themselves. And uh, in upcoming month, we are also having uh, a supporting strategies of how to personalized support each child according to their own personal patterns. My goodness, you managed to get everything we were going to ask you and more dead on the money in five minutes there. Well done, you. And as you have all heard, you must go and download it immediately. Not in, not later on, but immediately. So um, fantastic. And just one more time, can you share where people can go and find out about it? Yes. Clanbeat.com. Clan like a family, 
we see and beat like a heartbeat. Perfect. That's a good analogy like that. Brilliant. Thank you for coming on the show. Lovely to hear about it. And we're all for well-being. Oh, and Mr. Anderson is downloading it as we speak. Good job. <laughs> Straight away right now. Lovely to meet you, Kadri. Thank you. So lovely to see something with mindfulness right at the center of it. Brilliant stuff. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great stuff. We're flying through the, our guests this evening. It's, it's so amazing how quickly we get through all of these. Uh, so, so many amazing solutions again being shared. Uh, this is a, our next guest this evening, uh, someone whose solution I've uh, used in the classroom myself. It's, it's a really engaging uh, solution for teaching robotics and computing and creativity and, and bringing everything in around a whole sort of steam uh, uh, sort of initiative. But I won't steal uh, his thunder. Uh, welcome back to, oh, welcome to, sorry, welcome back. Welcome to Joe from Sam Labs. Uh, oh, is it, have I gone, not gone the wrong way here? Have I gone to the wrong person? Uh, yeah, Joe from are. Sam Labs should be next. Hey, oh, there we go. Hey, great stuff. Thank you. How are you? Doing really well. It's great to connect, and I really enjoyed watching everyone's presentation. Fantastic. So, for those who haven't come across you and uh, your product before, uh, what is Sam Labs all about? So Sam Labs is a solution um, to teach 21st century skills. Uh, we center our entire work around three pillars reducing teacher workload, increasing teacher confidence, and increasing student engagement. Um, and we do that through our multiple courses. We've got a STEAM course, a, a Learn to Good course, a Maker course, um, and a, a Science course. Um, we reduce teacher uh, workload by providing teachers with all of the planning and teaching materials that they need. So for every single one of our courses, we've got in-depth and well-researched and well-presented uh, content that we um, uh, give uh, teachers. This is content that we don't uh, hold um, uh, dearly in that we don't give access to uh, teachers to uh, copy and edit. Actually, we do the opposite. All of our content can be uh, copied by teachers and edited in the way they like in the classroom. It's developed by teachers and for teachers. Um, and it's all aligned to uh, national standards, uh, be that in the UK or in the US and elsewhere. Uh, we increase uh, teacher confidence with professional development. Uh, we ran a series recently on uh, STEM assessment using uh, formative, summative, but also rubric um, uh, assessment um, to help get a holistic picture of how the uh, student is evolving. And then finally, we increase student engagement uh, with interactive apps uh, that are easy to use for flow-based programming and block-based programming, which is used through every single one of our lessons in our courses and our uh, wireless interactive building blocks. So these are just three of them and I'm not able to share my screen, but essentially these are all wireless blocks and this is uh, the blocks that I would use to create a uh, perhaps an animal habitat that can be interacted with or uh, maybe a uh, earthquake uh, simulator. If I press on this button here, you will see that the uh, my motor and my colors for inputs outputs together they create a system i can add functions and so we've got the whole thing around computing computational thinking through these very easy to use manage and deploy courses um, that we provide and these courses are now in 5,000 schools globally we've run really fast and i believe the reason for that is that um, we actively engage 
any of our users. Uh, we check in on them, we ensure that we co-plan, co-teach if they need be, and we create solutions for them that is really adapted and tailored to uh, their environment, their localization, uh, and their needs. Joe, thank you for that summary. Obviously, what's, what's very striking there is the breadth of resources and, and that you actually cover there. I know it's probably quite a difficult one, but could you kind of pick on a few aspects where you would differentiate your solution from other resources available? So first, yeah, thank you, Al. Um, the first thing is that we um, don't discriminate against other solutions. You don't need to choose SAMLAD and SAMLAD only. We know that the school, STEAM and computing infrastructure it's sometimes already established. Your school may have purchased uh, spheros, microbits, Legos, uh, vernier sensors for science experiments, uh, uh, drones, 3D printers. Our courses integrate uh, them using our uh, platform, our software. You can literally just connect everything into our platform and create cross lessons using all these different um, tools. Uh, that's one, and I think, well, our approach, and you can go on our, uh, our website and the content page on our website to see the, the, the in-depth nature of our uh, content. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's relatively unrivaled. We keep on learning, we keep on adapting. It's, it's, it's relentless, but we want to make sure that we reduce teach workload as much as possible so they focus on what's important. Thank you, Joe. Thank you so much, Joe. One of the things I've always loved about the Sam Labs approach is it's just so malleable. And whilst there are resources there, uh, it gives both teachers and students the freedom to be really creative and uh, and sort of go off on different sort of journeys and things based upon their interests and their needs. Right. Um, the, the, the second, the sort of final question really got here for you. Uh, I mean, I, I've given you sort of one example there on a plate, but um, how else do you think um, the, the tool sort of helps teachers beyond giving that sort of, the sort of freedoms that I mentioned there? I think a lot of teachers care about preparing their students for the future and they know that just keeping students in front of, of, of screens uh, when it comes to learning about technology and engineering and science and arts um, is very limiting and so it really helps first of all bring some you know joint creativity into the teaching and the learning uh, but also follow something that's rigorously built but yet had the, has the, the pedagogical flexibility that teachers need. Great stuff, Joe. Thank you very much indeed. We're out of time, unfortunately. For those of you people who want to sort of find out more, uh, the website uh, samlabs.com, or you can follow Sam Labs on Twitter as well. Uh, there's an active LinkedIn uh, page, and and, uh, and so you're on, on, on LinkedIn as well. So uh, please do reach out. Uh, should you want to learn more about uh, Sam Labs and the uh, offer that it has for uh, steam computing makers, basically, there's so much you can do with inside there, isn't there? So thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you. Thanks, thank Joe. you. Have a great rest of the evening. Cheers. Thanks a lot, Joe. Take care. Given how hard for our public purses in terms of budgets and resources for schools, it's great when you can incorporate investments you've made previously to, to add to rather than swap out. That's another great thing to hear. Yeah, it is massively, like I said, that word malleable. You know, whatever infrastructure you might have already in place, even if you just go for the resources, it sort of ties you in nicely with what you can do moving forwards. And, and a bit like the, um, uh, the, um, the Deliver Computing 360 we heard from Al earlier, and uh, that ability to be able to provide that gap and, and support for computing as a subject um, is, is, is massive. Yeah. We're going to move on to our next guest because we're um, we're running behind schedule, but hey, it's worth it when you're hearing great products as we've been covering so far. 
So next up, we have Emma Barnes and Make Our Book. Hi, Emma. Hello. How Welcome, Emma. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the show. Um, thanks for joining us. It's been so, a so far. It, it has, and I have no <laughs> doubts it's going to continue on a similar vein. So <laughs> tell us all about Make Our Book. Yeah, well, I've been um, standing here with uh, surrounded by my wonderful products, actually, because Make Our Book is a paperback publisher of children's work. So I'm an independent book publisher turned software developer. I taught myself to code so I could publish better. I'm also a mum. And back in 2013, I helped my son's school to publish a little anthology of their poems and pictures. Um, it wasn't the sort of you know clip arty thing though. It's a proper book like I published for the for the shops, um, you know proper paper, proper cover finish, properly typeset all throughout in full color, all done to the same sort of exacting standards as the as the book trade demands. And the the children and the teachers and the parents all loved it. And <laughs> as a happy side effect, it achieves my son's school's ICT and communication goals. So double win. Um, and it's also expanded children's creative experience beyond the confines of the of the curriculum. So we did it the next year too, and the year after that, and then word spread and more schools wanted to do a book. So to meet demand, I used my coding skills to write makeourbook.com, uh, which is a web app. And the way it works is teachers and children type in their words and upload their pictures. Um, and then the app uh, itself creates the book so it typesets the book automatically and then it gets sent to the printer and then get books get delivered to school a week later oh that's brilliant there's <laughs> that pause for a moment where everyone goes wow <laughs> i know that's... well things that technology can do <laughs> no and i mean I, I, I sort of go out there and call myself the ict evangelist and things obviously but sometimes you know technology isn't the right thing and and actually you know that that ability I, i've i've engaged in projects with schools in the past where we've published children's work to the web we've, we've put yeah. things on the apple bookstore and and, and yeah. these sorts of things which is lovely yeah. um, but this is absolutely fantastic and we, if, if you think about schools like high tech high um, where project-based learning is is, is is massive that authentic mm. kind of thing and they will print books as part of those projects that they do in, in the schools over there and things and i think this is absolutely lovely emma um I'm, I'm 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 yeah really really enthusiastic about what you've managed to achieve here but i'm mindful that i'm talking and you're not so please <laughs> uh, could you tell us more about what makes your solution different from any others that might be out there yeah, well, aside from the fact that these look like real books, because they are real books, um, the impact is fantastic. Um, you know, I've, I've had, uh, where, is, where is it? I've had ITV News reporting on us because uh, Leicester, Leicestershire County Council used us to publish the first ever book written by children in care. So, you know, schools of all sorts have done make-up book projects. And then on the money side, it's a fundraiser as well as a literacy project. So uh, parents pay up front, just like for a school trip. So we get firm orders and schools don't have to foot the bill. Um, and then to fundraise. So here's an example from this week um, for 112 copies of a book with 83 children's pieces in it. If they sell to the parents and carers for £10 a copy, the school raises nearly £500, uh, which is much more enjoyable than, uh, well, for me anyway, than a cake making sale because I can't cook. Um, so, you know, these these projects are just marvellous. Sometimes, you know, they can be heartrending, particularly in the last year, as children have used this as a means of processing events. 
um, you know, and a marvelous snapshot of a, of a child at a point in time. Um, this last year, I would say that it's, it's been a kind of vital part of the toolkit for providing children with a, a feeling of being part of things again, for their work to be celebrated rather than marked, um, you know, part of bringing back the sense of community that we've all missed. I really love the, just the words that resonated at the end there was about that focus on celebrating student success and also building that sense of pride. Yeah. Pride's one of the strands that we have within our own school's kind of um, right. key motto. And and I think certainly there's a, there's an element of that tangible book to be able to share for forever and a day with with your yeah. with your own work or your child's work in is something that's very special and and it's, it's lovely to see. Um, and and who doesn't have a focus right now on on trying to develop reading skills for our for our young people? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just just jumping in a second, Dem. I mean, you probably can't see it, but even now in the live chat, Josh from Light Up, who's coming on the meet, says like, "Wow, I love Make Our Book. I want to connect with you soon, Emma." You know, it's really clearly yeah, resonating yeah. with with guests and their audiences alike. So, yeah. uh, and 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 the hosts too. Uh, so congratulations on a great product. Where can people go to find out more about Make Our Book and, and uh, where can I go with my children's work to get their books printed? Up, well, please? absolutely. I mean, this is my Christmas present to the family. This is my son here, you know, a slim little volume. Um, but absolutely, you know, celebrating some of the Minecraft work that he's done. It's a very malleable kind of a thing from tiny little things like that all the way through to great big wampers. Um, wow. a, a full school project, yes. Um, so, yes, makeourbook.com. And social media, are you available on social media as well? Yes, the same thing, at Make Our Book uh, on the Twitters and Instagram, I think. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing that uh, that with us tonight, Emma. Absolutely brilliant. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank it's you really very good. much indeed. Great. Thank Thanks you, again. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, even even Neil, I mean, she's going to be getting orders from Dubai now. Neil Statham's joined us. He's still with us um, beyond, I mean, what time is it now? So it's what, seven, about 11 p.m., 11.05 p.m. in Dubai. Um, he's saying straight away he loves this. Uh, so thank you to Neil for carrying on and joining us. You might be getting some international orders there, uh, Emma, from that one. Uh, thank you to Ollie as well, my uh, compadre on Learn Live UE, joining us this evening as well. Uh, looking forward to learning about more solutions. And with that in mind, our next guest on the show uh, this evening is someone who I see uh, sharing an awful lot of positivity and uh, kindness on social media. Uh, it's David Rushby from Nautilus Education. Welcome to the show, David. Hi, Mark. There's, a, there's some nice words. What a nice introduction. Oh, well, that's what we do. But I'm, I'm now more interested in what you've got over your right shoulder, actually. Oh, of course, yeah. Well, it's currently our type, so if you're of an age, you'll remember that one. No doubt. Absolutely. Very nice. Very nice. And I'm not sitting in a pub, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> if you were, you'd be definitely socially distancing, or it is your own pub. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Uh, so w welcome to the show, David. Um, Thank you. you um, it's always tight on time with these uh, um, uh, sections anyway. Uh, can you share with us what Nautilus Education is all about, please? Yeah, of course. It's, it's a very simple concept. Um, it's an online subscription platform for primary school leaders, uh, and it focuses on evaluating teaching and learning. Uh, so we're looking at the number one thing in the school. Uh, we're making sure we're tackling the front end and making sure we can get some some really good work done on the quality of teaching and learning. It's got basically two components to it. Uh, we use iPads and tablets to wander around the school with our team, um, Senkos, uh, we perform learning walks, 
Uh, we can do book studies using the same using uh, bespoke frameworks that we've uh, written and created. Uh, we can perform observations, dropping observations, parent and pupil surveys. And then all of that information basically is then sort of funneled back to a, a nice dashboard where everything's in one place that allows the school leaders and in particular the head teacher to view um, all those, uh, all the feedback, some statistical outcomes, but, um, but also to be able to get some feedback uh, to be able to help and support teachers, uh, which you can use then for analysis, insight, teacher feedback, school improvement purposes, and we can create simple, easy interpretation reports for governors, external partners, and so on, that will help uh, help with those things, take care of those things as well. So, um, it's a it's a pretty sort of simple idea, really. And I suppose the, well, the question we was always like to ask is about the sort of differentiator. So, is there something about your approach that you'd like to kind of highlight in terms of whether it's how accessible the results are or how your approach for actually gathering that data? Absolutely. I mean, talking about accessible uh, uh, results, uh, Al, that's really important because um, the actual technology is just providing a means to an end so that we can get what we need to make the decisions that we need. We've been very sort of focused around uh, data up until now and, and outcomes and analysis there. So uh, this was a solution that was devised in school. I was a head teacher for 12 years. I've worked in education for 27. I worked with uh, head, other head teachers. Um, and uh, inspectors and other professionals uh, over 18 months to de develop this. Uh, and it addresses some of the common limitations currently that we see in schools, such as inaccurate and infrequent appraisal-based observations, time-consuming book studies, learning walks used for monitoring with limited impact uh, and workload, all that report writing really, which can be unnecessary. It promotes collaboration. It enables all staff, particularly with a focus on subject leaders at the minute, but it enables all staff uh, to contribute and it allows them to work uh, with external partners as well and uh, governors, uh, learning partners and, and other, other partners, uh, which then strengthens your validations, your credibility and the accuracy of your reporting. Uh, so it's not about statistical reports necessarily. Uh, it's not about performance or appraisal. It's more about thinking about how we can directly improve teaching and learning together. And as far as being different, it's uh, it's supposed to bring a sense of adventure to your school so you can leave your desk behind and head out, you know, like the Nautilus, exploring your school, immersing yourself, discovering and, and taking an adventure so you can find what you need and, and not be reliant on that data analysis. Thank you. Thank you. That, I mean, that, that sounds great. I mean, one of the things that's fantastic about um, modern technology is that it is so portable and the ability, and, and particularly in primary as well, but you know, the ability to walk around with a, with a, a tablet in your hand, uh, recording information as you're on the fly, you know, popping into a classroom, seeing this, seeing that, seeing the other, making it non-threatening, uh, all those sort of things that would then lead through to your insights is, is really, uh, really useful. Um, how do you think it um, uh, sort of makes it easier or how do you think it sort of supports or serves the audience that you're trying to sort of reach with the products, David? Yeah, okay. Well, I know as a head teacher, you know, how how uh, how far you can get with the methods that we currently use. But it's not about change. It's about adding another tool, another resource to what you're already doing, really. So we're not worrying about change. It prioritizes teaching and learning. It, it promotes collaboration and growth because all of your staff are involved in the process and they can all participate. Um, it captures business as usual, which then means that your feedback is accurate and useful. 
you can clone, edit, create, write uh, your own learning walks and so on. Helps you to make confident decisions, you know, based on, on, on facts. You can perform health checks on your school. And we also don't just want to sell it. We, we support as well from a leadership perspective with webinars and workshops following subscriptions as well. Great stuff. Brilliant. Thank you very much, David. If you want to find out more about the product or want to connect with you uh, to ask more questions, that sort of thing, and where can people find out more from David, please? Yes, it, it's just nautilus.education. That'll take you to our website, the contact page there. Um, we can do a, a, a nice friendly sort of demonstration, no problems at any time as well. Um, there's there's um, the opportunity to do a, a two-week free trial. You can also find us on Twitter. We're lively on there as well. So at Nautilus Edu and at David Nautilus One. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of ways of being able to get in touch. And, and thanks to you both for this evening. That's all right. Thanks for coming on and sharing about your product. I, I, I see lots of people on Twitter uh, saying lovely things about the product and, and, and the help it's had uh, in their schools. So uh, clearly it's resonating with, with lots of schools and, and leaders. So uh, thank you very much for coming on and sharing. Cheers, David. Thank thanks, you. Man. You take care now. Yeah, Bye. you too. Take care. Bye. Uh, great stuff there. So, Al, um, I, I'm going to have to um, not declare a, a, a vested interest or, or a, a pecuniary interest or anything, like that, but I, I, I've known Ali G, um, not the um, uh, sort of uh, comedian uh, name, uh, but I've known Alison, uh, who's on next, for quite some time. So I'll, I'll leave you to do the uh, introductions and first questions this evening, Mr. Kingsley, on this one, if that's all right. Absolutely, absolutely. So next up, we have Alison from G-Hold. Hi, nice to be here this evening. Lovely to have you on the show. And we're going to immediately reduce down from Alison to Ali. And given that I'm an Al and we've already had another Al on the show, it <laughs> seems like you're the odd one out, Mark, because it's all the Al's tonight. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. Um, tell us about G-Hold. So I was delighted to hear um, David talk just before me about the sense of movement and how fantastic it is for collaboration when teachers and colleagues and learners can move with their, their mobile devices because that's really what they were designed for. So G-Hold manufactures holders for these devices to really enable people to, uh, to move around. This is the G-Hold tablet holder, um, which rotates 360 degrees and can be attached to any case um, or any device. Um, so it works with a low-profile Velcro material, um, which is really, really thin, and it can bend with the, the, with the kickstand like on the Microsoft Surface. Um, but the key to all of G-Hold products really is that we place the human body at the center of our designs to ensure the protection of hands and wrists and postural health as people are increasingly shifting from set workstations and onto mobile devices. So the, the, the key difference really uh, I know you were probably going to ask me that question, but um, there are other solutions in the market and we always make sure that the hand is in a very relaxed position with the fingers very close together. And that's what really protects the carpal tunnel, which is so important as we're increasingly moving onto these devices. So with our kind of expertise around the science of holding, um, we created a smaller product for mobile phones, again, because of 
of the increasing use of mobile phones, not only uh, for social aspects, but also for part of daily life. So again, this allows the fingers to be very close together and rotates 360 degrees. Um, and then finally, as part of our working from home kit um, that we developed over the pandemic, we also have these um, additional home hangs, which are a way of basically keeping your device on the wall and um, just using a standard picture hook. So they just attach to um, any kind of hook uh, and it means that you're able to have your screen when you're not holding it, you can have it at an appropriate height for your posture. I've actually got a home hang on the back of my uh, laptop there so that um, I'm able to sit up when I'm working um, on my wireless keyboard and my screen for long periods of time. So that's G-Hold. Fantastic. <clears throat> a good range there. And I have to confess, I, I do use one myself. Um, not um, often I find myself doing presentations where I've got an iPad or something in my hand. Um, and, and, and much like Mark, uh, we're both fans of uh, AR apps. And I often get involved in STEM days in school where we're trying to show apps and walk around the class. And the hardest thing of all is trying to keep it where you need it to be. So it absolutely frees up a hand. So within this classroom setting, I mean, is there any feedback in terms of how, how easy, much easier the children find using it to actually manipulate and, and keep the devices in hand rather than on the floor or elsewhere? Well, that's the thing because um, it's really, again, especially now that we have to think about different ways of teaching and learning and getting out of the classrooms at certain points, you know, being able to be out in the fresh air. And so to mm. be able to do that, not only to protect devices, but also really thinking about these young hands and wrists when we haven't been used to in previous generations using mobile devices for such long periods of time. And it does start to build up over a long period of time. So I do see some devices that don't allow those fingers to be very close together and it does worry me. Um, so that's really what we're focused on. Um, and also for teachers, you know, being able to move around the classroom and make sure that you're actually interacting with pupils and the, the 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 wireless technology that allows now for your you know mobile device screen to be beamed to a larger screen means that you have more engagement in the classrooms, which is what a lot of our teachers have fed back to us. Um, and the ability to really have your device in front of you um, instead of you know having to go back to basically being chained to your desk. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think now we'd all agree that, you know, there's that encouragement to be to be out and fluid and moving around the classroom. Um, and, and certainly at the moment, there's lots of our, um, certainly our primary children, up, we're, we're encouraging the, the out of classroom exploration. Fact, That's good. We were sharing photos of wiggly worms and bugs on expedition. And, and again, our, our learners are there with their, with their small devices. So um, definitely a positive. Now, That's yours is good. probably the first first entry of the evening where we can't point someone towards a download link um, <laughs> well everyone is welcome to our website at g-hold.com we would be uh, we we offer education discounts so we're always very much engaged in our education community and also workshops to go through stem education because we are uk manufacturers so for any you know cdt teachers or anyone involved in that aspect we're happy as well to just show the background and how things are made Fantastic. Mark, would you like to wrap up this segment? 
Just to give a, a huge endorsement, I mean, Alison came to me talking about G-Hold not long after, well, some while after, but, you know, pretty early doors on it. And, and I, I was sort of worried, about, you know, is it going to fall off or that sort of thing? I mean, we're, we're short on time, so I haven't got the time now. But if I went and found my, found my iPad, um, it, it's still got the same G-Hold on I put on it all those years ago. It's never fallen off, never come off. My iPad's completely fine. Um, and uh, it's been an absolute lifesaver presenting. And I've literally taken it around the world. Um, you, know, you, you saw it when you saw me on the bet stand a few years ago, so forth and so on. So it gets a big thumbs up from me as something that's not only really good for you in terms of uh, keeping you know your hands safe and, and healthy and all the rest of it, um, but it also, I think, actually helps you protect your device. Having seen lots of smashed iPads in schools I've worked in before now and uh, having to deal with the insurance claims, um, it, it's, again, a lovely uh, little tool that there's cost effective to help not only keep you healthy and safe with your wrist and everything but also to keep the device nice and safe as well Good. Thank, Time's you up. <laughs> yeah. Thank, Thank you, you very much Thank you very much Much appreciated Take care. Bye, Thanks for Bye. Bye. Cheers Thank you Right wow we're flying through but we're still a bit behind so let's bring on straight away if that's okay Mr Kingsley Mr Josh Chan from uh, Halo AR well, from Lightup actually uh, sharing about Halo AR welcome Josh lovely to meet you finally yeah nice to meet you too Mark. Hi, Josh. hi Al good to see you yeah it's, it's nice to join from uh, I'm here in California so it's uh, just past noon for us well, it's slightly more civilized for you then than it is for us in the evening. But, so tell us all about Halo. I think Mark and I already know quite a bit, but for, for all those listening. Well, I'm honored to hear that. Right. So, yeah, we're the, the, uh, our company is Light Up, and, we're, and our latest product is Halo AR. Um, in a nutshell, Halo AR is a mobile app that lets teachers and students attach virtual content uh, onto real-world objects. And we use a a bit of a technology, a magical technology called augmented reality. And uh, I, uh, it, it's a really uh, amazing way that basically brings in virtual and physical objects together. So uh, so that's our solution. Um, and uh, that's really the answer to the question, what is it? Um, what's hard to answer, if you ask me, is um, how can people use it? And, and the reason why I say that is because we've created this very open-ended tool. So we don't really dictate how users use it. Um, I, I think Mark was one of the first to discover it uh, back, I think, and before we even officially announced it. And he, and he wrote a blog post about it, which was a pleasant surprise. And then I rushed to, to, to retweet it and, and, and kind of explain it better. But a few of the examples that we've seen um, include uh, the teachers using it for uh, gallery walks, where students go around the classroom and can uh, you know point up their iPads and see student, you know maybe a video explanation. Uh, we've seen uh, a, a video was put onto posters, so students can make posters. And we've even seen flashcards where teachers create review material, uh, and uh, you know the the answer or the explanation can be displayed right on top of the card itself, whether that's a a text answer, audio, video, or or an image. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, it is one of those tools where, you know, um, yeah, the, the, the outcomes are really limited by your own sort of ideas and creativity, Josh. You know, it's fantastic. I've, 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 uh, some of the schools I've been working with have been looking at it for doing virtual book reviews. So to, for, to go in the library, you scan the book and a, a child comes up and uh, uh, does a little book review of the book that they've been, they've been reading. There's so many uh, ways in which it can be used. I mean, the next question is... Um, 
what makes it your solution different from any others but i don't know currently of any other solution which does what your solution does so that's a bit of a moot question do you have any other examples of how the uh, how um the tools being used by others maybe outside of education even it might inspire some educators in their use Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've been really pleasantly surprised. Um, the majority of our users are in education, um, but we have this other category. And um, just to give a few examples, um, we, in fact, there is an educator uh, who is an art teacher, but he also is an artist. And he's made some incredible works um, where he, he brings hip hop and art together. And, and he's been able to use our tool to, to, you know, he has his art on display around his, uh, his town and um, he can bring in, you know, audio and video right on top of his artwork. So he'll have a, a, a watercolor or an oil painting um, of a hip hop artist, but then you can scan it and then see the, the performance right on top of that. Um, so, so I would say the art aspect of it is really, uh, really exciting to us. And another one that I just forgot to mention is, is the ability, and I would say this is a, a new edge, a new sort of uh, upcoming ability to incorporate 3D. So, you know, so far I've talked more about videos and images, um, but the 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 the, in the the next step inevitably I think is thinking more about 3D models. Um, I'm a former science teacher, so I, I love this idea that you can start to bring more of a multi-dimensional approach to what you teach. Because in science, for example, so much of what we teach, whether it's you know chemical uh, molecules or you know a DNA helix, is 3D. So so that's mm -hmm. that's another great use where you could put in a 3D model onto your learning materials and then manipulate it and move it around uh, very intuitively. Oh, that's really, really exciting. Are you looking to have some sort of um, uh, libraries of 3D models actually within the app for people to sort of try and uh, make those sorts of that sort of content? Or <laughs> Yeah, I saw in your review you found our sample models, and we only had three at the moment. Um, we haven't officially announced it, but I guess this is a good time as any to say that that is a, a, a feature that we're working on. Um, so we are working to bring in a, a big library of models to, to better support teachers uh, in the near future. Oh, fantastic and it's just such an engaging way of doing these things and and particularly when you know in science concepts you know around helixes and i mean i, I struggle with chemistry myself as a child and so you know having something which is actually tangible when it's intangible it is just so useful to have as a, as a teacher in a classroom isn't it yeah and i think that that very distinction between tangible and intangible is interesting because so far we've had you know, the idea that you could have a video or you could have a, a physical model, you know, like, a, a you know, you may have used those chemistry, you know, sets with the little plastic beads or, you know, circuit building. But with augmented reality, that line starts to get blurred. You know, as one example, you know, the last 12 months, so many of us have been teaching and learning at home. So unfortunately, a lot of the, the physical labs that you would do in the experiments have been gone for, for students for a year now. But mm -hmm. AR can start to bring that back. You know, you could bring in a 3D scan of a of a museum exhibit or of a you know a chemistry set, and you can start to use that even at home. So so yeah, th thank you so much for asking these great questions. <laughs> I love hearing about that. And one thing that um, I know is, is always very popular is looking for any kind of stimulus for creative writing. So so taking something that's quite static and bringing bringing it to life and enriching that image through through AR, I think is a really positive thing inspiring particularly younger learners to, to to look at the different kind of language and write about what they see and hear yeah I, I see my time's up so i will i will depart soon but you know you had your guest uh, emma and i haven't i just heard about her through your show but i'm excited as one example to talk to her because i see that she's printing out books and that's just one idea that just popped into my head you know could we enhance something like that absolutely so yeah, tell us um just as a final point then where people can find out more josh 
Yeah. Um, well, I, if you go to our Twitter account, we have, I think, the latest examples. And we love retweeting the way teachers are using it at the moment, because I'd rather teachers learn from other teachers than, than just learn from our own ideas. Um, but we are available on the Android and uh, Apple iOS app store. So you can also search for Halo AR and download it today to, to try it out. Fantastic. Fantastic. Brilliant. Well, thanks for taking the time to join us today, Josh. And uh, I won't be too envious of your location or your climate uh, at all. <laughs> well, I hope to visit you soon. Uh, at some point, I should say. <laughs> Over yeah. Brilliant stuff. Thank you very much indeed, Josh. Cheers. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So brilliant stuff. Uh, someone else now that uh, I've uh, engaged with a number of times over the years as well. Welcome to uh, John Klein from We Video. Welcome, John. Thank you. Sorry we're running a little bit behind. How are you doing, John? I'm doing great. Um, uh, great to be here. No problem. I'm, I'm happy to, to hang out. I was just watching the Chelsea game um, while I was waiting, and the Americans scored, so I'm very happy. I'm also in California. So, like, Joshua, we're probably right down the road from each other. Who knows? But, yeah, it's great to be on, and thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, so, jump me straight in, John. Uh, if you want to share a little bit, what, what is WeVideo? Yeah, so WeVideo is a creativity platform uh, for students to use to express their ideas, express themselves. Um, it's re it really is a student-centered um, kind of a platform where students will create, although during the past year, we've seen a lot of teachers creating videos uh, for various reasons, as everybody can probably imagine. Uh, we are used in about, in the US, which is the, the metric we, we usually just, it's easier for me to understand what's happening in the market here. We're in about 5 million schools have paid seats. About 10 million uh, K-12 students and teachers are on the free. So we have that kind of a dynamic there, but we're really glad to see that. And because we really want it to be an app that's useful for any kid any subject area to express their idea. And that's really our mission is to extend the way learners can express themselves and their ideas. And from a, um, a novice's point of view, what would you say are the main strands that kind of differentiate the way that you, you offer your solution, John? Well, fundamentally we are about choice. Uh, we want students to have, to be able to do many different things in the application. So, even though we're called WeVideo, the app actually has like a green screen maker. You can make videos of all kinds, of course. You can do green screen projects. You can make GIF. You can do podcast creation, animation. So there's a lot there because we really want to supply teachers and districts with a tool that's a single managed platform where kids can do lots of different things. Because if the kid has a choice, a learner has a choice, they'll be more invested. Uh, they'll have more success. Of course, kids love to make video in general. They love to consume it. They also love to create it. So there's there's that advantage. We've seen we video used in every subject area. I mean, I've seen it used even in like driver's ed. But um, the obvious ones would be like literacy, uh, anything where there's a writing component that can be converted to don't just write, but write for creating media. Um, anything in literacy, also in science, where there's a, often there's a very strong documentation component. And of course, video is great for science because you can speed things up, you can do time lapse. We've seen students do their own shows, like yeah, this, this is the Redwood Middle School STEM lab. And it's we've seen math students do their own Khan Academy where they have the kids doing videos, solving problems. Basically everything that you can think of where this teacher wants a student to um, create something and then document something and share something is, is a, is a use case for us. 
I, I see it as being a real sort of creativity suite, John. There are so many you know potential outcomes that you can generate from from using the products. I've seen some great, uh, really innovative uses of green screen from sort of multi-layer things, and you know, from some of your teachers who who use it as well. Um, can you just sort of run through uh, some of the ways in which you feel that, um, I mean, I've, I've alluded to some there in what I've said, said to you, John, but um, how, how do you feel like it best sort of serves your audience uh, from be that teachers or the students? Yeah, on the teaching and learning side, it's a very student-centered approach because we really are uh, something that students would use. Um, we are, we think that, We've done a lot of studies on this, and we have a, a chief education officer who has a, a doctorate in education. He was a former curriculum supervisor, and he's very thoughtful about making sure that we're tying into what's important for educators. Um, when kids are creating video, we want it to be a deeper learning experience. We want them to go deep, to sequence things carefully, purposely think carefully about their audience. It's not about, like, here's a template go make something that looks pretty good really quick. It's really about the process. And that has resonated well with our audience that students go deep into creativity. That process is really important. The result might not even matter quite honestly, but the process is really important. We also find that media creation, uh, districts tell us that media creation is a important skill. Media creation in itself, not just the process of diving into that content area, but actually creating media. And if you pick up some skills creating media, that's a bonus because those are college and career ready skills to have. I know in, in my work, all of my team, all of our company and every job I've had for the past 10 years, we're constantly creating things to, to show our work, to show our analysis, to show data uh, could be anything. Um, so we really want to give a tool to, to education that is, you know, facilitates the communication of ideas in a visual way, because we think it's going to be really important for the for the future, and we know that it's really engaging for students now. I see the clock ticking. Yes, it's sort of like twenty four all over again, isn't it? Expect Jack Bauer to jump. I mean, you're in California, so it's a bit of a stretch uh, from LA, but. Um, yeah, he, he won't be confident anytime soon. Thank you so much for sharing about We Video, uh, John. Where can people find out more about it and then get in touch? Yeah, just go to wevideo.com slash education. Um, there's all the stuff is there, resources. Um, what is it? How do I get at it? There's a free trial for educators that you can do. That's actually 30 days for 30 users. So you can actually do a complete class project with a bunch of kids. It's on any platform, any device, Chromebook you know windows mac whatever it doesn't matter it's all cloud-based real-time collaboration just go to wevideo.com and you'll find it brilliant stuff and that's one one feature actually that um uh, i should have i'll try to draw out from you a bit more the fact you can live collaborate on video just like you would in google docs in we video i think is a really nice usp yeah. um, um when you can sort of think about the other tools that do uh, sort of similar things it's a great uh, a great feature to have there john so thank you thank you guys fantastic thank you that's coming on, John. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks, Ed. Bye. Another great solution. Love everything that promotes that kind of creativity and giving children choices in how they want to express themselves. Fantastic. Yeah, and it was lovely about Wii Video as well, as you find with some some of these tools. But the 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 the, the, the quality of the output at the end of it is so professional. It gives them that extra added sort of sense of pride, you know, um, yeah. which is which is great, you know, uh, and then it can lead them on to then sort of more technically complex 
uh, sort of solutions or maybe a career in that particular uh, thing as well. So, yeah, no, a great tool to, to have. Uh, so uh, who's next up, Mr. Kingsley? I have no idea. Let me just have a quick check. I know already, of course. Um, I think we need time for a, a tiny voice to talk to us. Perhaps we have Toria on the line. I think we most likely have. And uh, there we go. Welcome, Hi. Toria. Hi. Can you hear me? Okay. We yeah, we can hear you. Oh, yeah. good, because Katie said she couldn't unmute me, but I felt I wasn't muted anyway, although my voice is tiny. We can hear you perfectly. Loud Welcome to the show. Lovely to have you on. How are you both? We're doing yeah. all right. We've had a great yeah. show. We've, we've my, had such a lovely say, mixture. My husband saw both of you as I was watching you earlier, and he said, oh, are they both the same person? <laughs> Swear to God, you look so similar nowadays. You're like morphing into one another. It's sort of an ed tech thing. Right. I can't see you now, but... <laughs> Bad luck, Mark. <laughs> no, I thought both of you compliment for one another. There you go. Well, thank you. We'll, we'll take it on that on that basis. So, listen, we've, we wanted to talk to you tonight about Tiny Voice Talks. Yes. So, let's kick off with a starter for 10. Tell us about Tiny Voice Talks. Okay. Feeling slightly fraudulent after I've listened to all your other guests. They're amazing, by the way. Um, so Tiny Voice Talks was a podcast that I created basically to have the voices of the quieter educators heard. I think there are so many people in classrooms all over the world that have so much to say, but don't have the courage or the platform to say it. And so that was what Tiny Voice Talks was. It was a platform to give the quieter voices in education a chance to talk. And what happens is they basically message me and say, would you mind if I talked about equality? Would you mind if I talked about invisible illness? Or, you know, and we cover all sorts of themes, all led by the guests. And yeah, that's basically what Tiny Voice Talks is. It is the podcast for the quieter educator to empower the, the quieter educator. And have you won any awards as a result of your activities? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, I would like to say, though, the award that I won last year or last week was alongside 47 other people because we you all didn't got... You need to say that bit. You could have just I know, but I need... <laughs> I, no, I couldn't. So I was really proud. Do you know what? To actually, we only started, I only started the podcast in August. So to have actually got any form of recognition for it has been amazing. And there has been a great deal of recognition. I think the most important thing is that every, I mean, the award, I think, went to the voices that have been heard. All I do is facilitate the voices. But actually what they are doing, the, you know, actually sharing their stories, some of them, if, you know, if anyone's heard them, some of them are incredibly moving stories. Caitlin, who did Belief, had been a selective mute up to the age of 18. And she was 22 when I interviewed her. So she'd only, so this was the very first time she'd had her voice heard on a platform like this, it was incredibly empowering for her. And I think, you know, she's now gone on, she's just messaged to say she's gone on to get a job. She's got, I mean, it's just amazing the things that she's managed to do on the back of actually just having her voice heard on a podcast. So, yeah. 
Brilliant. Thank you. Sorry, I, th I thought you were going to jump in with the, with the next question there, Al. Uh, next question for you, um, Toria. So, um, I mean, th there are other, um, and, and you kind of alluded to it, I think, I think I can probably guess what your answer is going to be, but um, um, there are other sort of um, uh, podcasts uh, out there. Other podcasts are available via Apple Podcasts and, and uh, uh, Spotify and, and all the different uh, sort of podcasting. But what, what makes um, Tiny Voice Talks uh, different to others? Mm. There are thousands and they're all absolutely amazing, like properly amazing podcasts. Um, what makes mine different? I'm not sure. Is it the fact that actually anyone that comes forward can have their voice heard? That I, You know, I don't go out there and seek people. They contact me and then I say, yeah, here you go. Have a platform. And, you know, and I don't, I, the theme is led by them what they talk about is led by them the mm. questions i asked are framed by them i have a pre-chat beforehand quite a long pre-chat beforehand where i frame the entire episode around what they want so i don't know if that's different from other podcasts but that's the way i do it and the, the, every episode is different and based on the guests and their stories that's really interesting. I mean, I, I've, I've got plenty of experience of, of, uh, of saying yes and, and the impact they can have to students. Uh, it can be massively empowering for them. They want to try yeah. things out, but they did, they did see that validation and somebody to sort of say, yes, you can do that. And so I, I guess that's what you're doing with this. You're giving me that opportunity to sort of champion it and, and to give them and bolster the scaffold and give them that, and that opportunity to to share in the way that you have been with, with the podcast. And congratulations on the award. I didn't know you won one, so... <laughs> Uh, Thank uh, you. Big, big congratulations on that front. Thank you for that. Um, Al, do you want to do the final question or should I just jump straight in? Um, well, it was, it was about how you support and serve your audience, but in many ways you've already started to allude to it really in, in the sense of about confidence and a mm. safe space for people to feel that they can share their own experiences mm. and ideas. It's sort of a podcast that empowers the person being interviewed, but it also empowers the people listening and hopefully then will empower the children that we teach. That's the theory that actually what we're doing basically is enabling everyone to find their voices. And your voice has gone so far and wide. In fact, um, <laughs> it's, it's like a top and tail in the episode here. We've got a message here from Bookie. Uh, hi, saying, Bookie! Saying hi to you as well here as well. So uh, lovely to have that message there from Bookie uh, at the end of this section with you, Toya, as well. If people want to find out more and subscribe to the Tiny Voice Talks podcast, where can they uh, sort of find out about it and uh, follow you and all those things? Ah, so I just want to say thank you to Mark and Bookie because you were the very first people that ever, ever interviewed me when it was only just starting out. This is prior to the podcast. This is prior to everything. But I want to say thank you very much for your belief in me in the early days. You allowed my voice to be heard. Um, so I'm at Toria Claire on Twitter. You can find me if you just Google Tiny Voice Talks, then you can find the podcast. You can find my website. Um, you can have, there's a YouTube channel. There's all sorts of Tiny Voice Talk stuff now. It's sort of just a growing thing. <laughs> brilliant stuff thank you so much for taking the time to join us this evening lovely to thank see you thank you for again. having me both Aaron Mark it's been lovely thank you thank you, thank you. bye Brilliant. Stuff. So I'm, I'm going to be a bit Graham Norton for a second, Mr. Kingsley. So I'm just, going to take, I'm just going to grab this thing over here. I'm just going to pull myself back and I'm just going to 
do that. And so um, with that in mind, our final guest this evening um, shouldn't need any introduction. He's the managing director of the company, or if we're talking to American viewers, um, he's the CEO of NetSupport. Uh, please welcome to the Check It Out show the one, the only Mr. Al Kingsley. Hey. Hi, Al. Welcome to the Check It Out show. How are you this evening, sir? I'm very well, thank you. And I've been loving sitting backstage and listening to some of your earlier guests. Been fantastic. Great stuff. Well, look, we're a bit tight on time, Mr. Kingsley. We are. We uh, are. So could you share what your solution is for our audience, please? Well, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be net support DNA. So let me tell you a very, very brief version, given that I'm sure everyone's looking forward to um, wrapping up for the evening. NetSupport DNA is a solution that we've developed over many years um, at NetSupport, and it, it falls under the umbrella of an IT asset management suite, which sounds a bit grand, but basically it's a tool that lets you go out there and discover all the IT devices that you've got across your network. So whether that's the printers and switches, the laptops, the desktops, the tablets, and so on, and builds up a full inventory of all those devices. And by inventory, we mean the hardware specs, so are these machines upgradable? Have they got you know disk space on them? Can they have some extra RAM put in them? And alongside that, a full software inventory. So we, we start the building blocks of monitoring our software licensing, which becomes important when we start thinking about renewals and do we need to renew all those licenses. And once we've got a sense of what kit we've got and what's on it, you know, and this aligns very much with a conversation that you and I share on a regular basis, Mark, thinking about that broader how do we plan for the future with our technology? It's always a good starter to know what you've got and whether it's being used. And, and how do you know whether it's being used? Well, one is how often are these devices physically powered on and, and deployed around the school? And the second is the applications, those software licenses, how regularly are they used? So, so NetSport DNA lets us get that full picture of what applications are used. And because we can look at usage, we can also control use. So actually restricting usage, whether it's by certain users or it might be by time of day. So Minecraft is locked down during lessons, but available for after school clubs, for example. And exactly the same way, because I always believe um, if you do one thing simply and well, you might as well replicate. And that makes it even more accessible as a solution. The same applies for Internet access. So with NetSport DNA, we can monitor Internet access and again, control access to websites again by time of day. So maybe, you know, certain social media sites aren't available during school hours and so on. Uh, and once we go beyond that, we think, well, actually, if we know what devices we've got and what websites and applications, we can also monitor things like um, print management, what's happening. We can use the tool to push out software updates, those applications that we want to track and use. And uh, we can make sure we can track on energy usage and machines that are left on overnight um, and also use it in a proactive sense, which is where the IT managers and the IT team tend to get a smiley face, which is all about actually we want to know these devices because the most important thing is we want to keep them operational all the time. So mm -hmm. proactive alerting, letting us know when disk space running low or devices or services have stopped running on a machine or the antivirus service has stopped, all those kind of things that allow us to proactively jump on, whether it's hands-on or via the inbuilt remote control, to actually make sure the machine is sorted and kept operational. And then, of course, around that, which is really thinking with a very much an education head on, is if we've got this full control of all these machines and we can make sure they're nice and operational from an IT point of view and we can monitor thumbnails and do all those typical fancy things, it's also about keeping everybody safe. 
And so with that same footprint, Netsport DNA, as well as knowing where which websites young people are going to, we can also track alongside our, um, we refer to as neural linguistics. We do a, a risk-based analysis. And when a young person is searching for particular resources or topics online, or frankly, within a, a local app, um, we can identify if they're searching for something that might potentially place them at harm. So aligning with things like Kixi standards, prevent duty, we've got a database of tens of thousands of phrases, both in English and also supporting our EAL learners. And so if a child types something that's um, potentially of risk, it will trigger an alert. And rather than being as blunt as they typed a phrase and therefore an alert is triggered, we kind of go a step further with contextual intelligence and simply say, actually, what we'd like to know with all that information we've got available is what was the phrase they triggered? What device were they on? Was it in school hours or out of school hours? Was it in a web browser or was it a local app? Was, was it a vulnerable child? Has that phrase been searched for be multiple times before by the same child? And so on and so on. So it wraps together to give a really holistic way of providing keyword filtering and safeguarding on a, on a school network. It's device agnostic in the sense that we've got agents that support all the different platforms, so you can have a consistent approach. Yep. And with so much money and time spent with technology in the school and knowing how much it can leverage and underpin teaching and learning in the school, the most important thing we want is to make sure that kit is operational and available at all times. And that, in a nutshell, is what NetSports DNA is all about, getting the most out of the kit you've got. Brilliant stuff. Thank you so much, Al. I mean, it's a product that I, I, I see as being like, you know, the central nervous system almost of making sure that everything's going to work well in the school. It, you really do need some joined up thinking uh, when you're leading on these sort of things. And, and it, it works well across a, mat, a small school, a small first school, through to uh, all, all those different things. Obviously, I know a lot about the product, um, having worked with you for a number of years and things. But for those who who, who um, might be thinking on looking for a solution like this uh, and might stumble across um, some competitors, but what is the um, sort of key differentiator uh, with NetSupport DNA compared to some other solutions on the market, Al? Um, I think it's the fact, well, there's a number of strands. The most important thing is um, a solution's only good if you can use it. So it's really simple to deploy and use. You can download an evaluation copy, and within half an hour, you can be monitoring devices across the network. Uh, it's a consistent approach across modules, so it joins the data together. And I think we'd all on, uh, agree that knowledge is power. So simple to use dashboards, one simple view you come into that gives you a summary status across all those different strands we've talked about, that flexibility across platforms, the granular approach that allows you to apply different sets of rules to different types of users. So you can make your policies based on devices or user groups, maybe your yeah. year groups that you've got defined within your school. Um, it's, it's low cost, it's flexible, it's scalable. Um, and you've got control over your resources. And I think that's also important when we think of data protection and privacy and all the other bits and pieces that goes with that. Mm. Um, and it's something that, as with every product in NetSport, it's co-produced. In this case, co-produced with network managers, IT leads, as well as teachers and DSLs from a safeguarding perspective. We work closely with Internet Watch Foundation and other services to make sure that it, it does what it says on the tin. Um, and like all things, research-informed, it's also about Peer advice, we've got a huge install base and we've been doing it for years and quality is what, what counts most of, most of all. 
As I mean, I think you've got more rewards than Meryl Streep in the uh, entrance foyer at NetSupport Towers. Um, it is a, a, a massively popular uh, product, and quite rightly so. Uh, a lovely comment from Bucky, actually, following up, saying uh, how she thinks the safety aspect uh, is uh, so key. Uh, loving to hear how all that works as well. So thank you for your comment there, uh, Bucky. Um, Al, just to wrap things up, um, the final question, how does it best sort of support and serve your audience? Um, well, again, it's about, first and foremost, it's about getting the most out of those hard-end spend that you've got on all your equipment. It's giving teachers confidence that the technology they're going to reach for and use in the classroom is going to be available and going to work. And it's making sure, first and foremost, that everyone's kept safe using those resources. But don't take my word for it. Head across to netsportdna.com, download a free copy, try it for a month yourself on your own devices in your own school network, Watch the videos we've got that will take you through the product and the benefits. Read the case studies from other schools, the other reviews, and at the odd award or two, the products award, and, and have the confidence by using it in your own environment. Brilliant stuff. Thank you, Al. And just to, as if uh, by magic to reinforce your statement there, actually, um, you know, we've got a message here from Sarah Clark, uh, Microsoft Innovative Educator Expert from Scotland uh, and uh, uh, someone who I uh, greatly respect. Uh, but says, as Al says, you know, test it out first to make sure things will work in your school. Brilliant stuff. And thank you for uh, sticking with us right till the end there, Sarah. Thank you very much. So uh, if you didn't catch that address then, so to um, find out more about NetSupport uh, DNA, please do visit uh, netsupportdna.com and uh, of course if you've got any questions about the product uh, you can also follow netsupport group on twitter or as if by magic you could also get in touch with this guy uh, or this guy just over here as well and uh, i'm sure they'd be very happy Always to happy to share yeah. have a chat so brilliant stuff well look we've had a fantastic fantastic episode this evening i've genuinely been blown away by so many of the solutions tonight uh it, um Frankly, actually, you know, again, with that sort of ICT evangelist name, you wouldn't think this, but the one product which has really stood out for me this evening um, has was the one that we saw uh, earlier uh, from uh, Emma Barnes, the Make Our Book. I think that's uh, going to be uh, my probably sort of key takeaway from this evening. Although, you know, it's so difficult with so many amazing uh, people and their solutions being shared across the show. Uh, we'll be back again next month on May the 18th for the um, Check It Out Show sort of student edition or Check It Out Show Junior, uh, as I've sort of coined it myself a little bit in, uh, uh, in my household. Um, so back on May the 18th for that one. And uh, the next episode after that with uh, the adults in the room, as it were, uh, will be uh, at some point in June. And if you're interested in signing up uh, to that, then please do go to netsupportsoftware.com forward slash showcase where you can register your interest uh, to be a participant on the show, just as you've seen all of our other guests on the show this evening. Uh, so to do that, as uh, you can see on the screen, uh, netsupportsoftware.com forward slash showcase and uh, you're good to go uh, and we'll be in touch with you. Uh, very very soon about that so with that in mind i'll leave the final words to you mr kingsley thank you thank you mark well as always a fantastic show a big thank you to everybody who's um, watched tonight or will be watching in the days and weeks ahead and just a final reminder really on behalf of all of the vendors who've come and shared this evening uh, if you see something that you like please take the time to share it with your peers that's the way that this this show works and amplifies people's voices I have to say, I'm really looking forward to next month's episode. It's going to be fantastic. But every show we have, it gets better and better. And um, really appreciate everyone's support. See you in a month's time. Thanks.